Hi everyone, welcome to Murders in Paradise. I'm Jen, joined as always by GR Dad. Good evening. <laughs> good evening, GR Dad. How's it going? It's pretty good. We have not been keeping up with this podcast. We're a day late with it. And a dollar short? Well, we get zero dollars for doing this podcast, so... We're always a dollar short. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, what are they going to do, dock our pay? Yeah. They can't. Nope, that's not going to happen. Uh, you got anything you want to talk about before we jump into the murder? Um... No, but it's very stressful when you imply that there is something I should talk about. No, no, just, you know, when I do any housekeeping. What did I miss? (laughs) Insights on criminal law, thoughts. Not necessary, though. No, I got none. All right, so uh, this week we're talking about Jeffrey Sundwall. This asshole. Ah, he's not the victim. (laughs) He's not the victim. Uh, In 2005... He served eight months in state prison for escaping from the Monroe County Detention Center because on September 2nd of 2005, he'd been arrested for indecent exposure and resisting arrest. How do you escape? Just ran off? Who knows, man? I don't know what the... Uh... What is he, the bird man of Alcatraz? <laughs> what? I mean, you just run it. How secure is this? This is like the keys, It's the jail it? on Stock Island. It's the that's keys. The, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So who knows? They're just like, oh, we're listening to Jimmy Buffett and we forgot to lock the doors. And he, he, he wandered out in his <laughs> flip-flops. I don't want to malign the Monroe County Sheriff that way. No, they do a good job. Uh, and then in 2006, a year later, he was convicted in Key West of battery on a police officer, fleeing from police, theft, and possession of a controlled substance, and drug paraphernalia. Oh, he is an asshole. Yeah. All right. So we're jumping ahead now to March of 2017. Okay. All right. Was there other stuff in the middle, or is that like the last time you got in? I don't know. That's That yeah. I saw reported. Okay. Uh, I didn't see anything else in the middle. No. So March of 2017, he's living, he's a live aboard. So he's living <laughs> on a boat. He has a 34-foot cabin trawler named Today. Today. T- T-O-D-A-Y or yes. T apostrophe day? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Today. Okay. Uh, it's in Key West Harbor, and it's near Christmas Tree Island. So this is also called Wisteria Island. It's an uninhabited island um, kind of in the, in the like bay area by the grocery stores and stuff, uh, like Roosevelt Avenue in Key West. Bayside. Yeah. Where the, there are houseboats that f- are in that yeah. dock, but this is not in that marina. It's, right, it's not in the marina. It's just kind of in the little harbor there. Okay. Um, so Christmas Tree Island, it's a place where like a lot of homeless people live. A lot of liveaboards will like go onto the island there. Hmm. Um, so it's not really like a touristy place and <laughs> it's not inhabited. Like there's nothing on it, but like homeless people will camp there. Liveaboards, if they like want to get off their boat, will sometimes go on there. Maybe they'll sleep up there. Um, hmm. So there's a woman, she is unnamed and he invites her on the boat. So it's, so he used this boat as like a water taxi to take people to and from Christmas Tree Island and Key West. So I think if you had a homeless person who was like, hey, I want to go stay out on Wisteria Island, they'd pay him some probably small amount of money, and he'd ferry them out there to okay. Christmas Tree Island. Uh, so this woman was invited onto the boat. It's unclear if like she had asked for a ride, and then he's like, yeah, come on, I'll take you out there. Or if he's like, hey, come on the boat to hang out. But it doesn't seem like that it seems like 
she had some business to do and he offered to, you know, like she was going out to the island. Uh, we don't have a lot of background, but she's going to go out to the island and like he offered to give her a ride. Do you have a job? There. This is what he does. Boats are expensive. He does like a water taxi. We're going to talk a lot about his boats, which are confusing. All right. Um, Look at me seizing on the cool stuff right up. <laughs> yeah, there's an interesting boat twist in this story. Uh, ha, ha, ha. All right, so she gets on the boat. Our dude, Jeffrey Sundwall, comes up behind her and puts basically a dog collar around her neck. Oh, geez. It's reported as sexual restraint collar and chokes her with it until she passes out. She wakes up. He's in the process of raping her oh, when she wakes up. He put a gag in her mouth so she couldn't make any noise, just anchored his boat out in the water there, and uh, basically held her on the boat, raped her, tortured her for hours. At one point, she was begging for her life because he kept strangling her, and he told her that if she struggled, he would kill her. He forced her to smoke crack cocaine, uh, and we know that he has a drug problem, and so it's not good. No. All right, so... This has happened. Apparently, dude's like, yeah, you know, that's just a thing I did. He gets a call for s on the morning, the next morning, of someone who wants a ride out to Christmas Tree Island. So he goes and picks him up. The woman is still on the boat. Jesus Christ. Now, she had a cell phone, but at some point in the process of the assault, Sundwalt had taken it and just chucked it into the ocean. Sure. So she can't call anybody, right? She's just out there on the boat. She's gagged. She can't do anything. So he goes to pick up a fare to water oh, text him out. Yeah. The woman's on the boat. So she goes up to the guy that they picked up, and she's like, yeah, he basically abducted me. He's been raping me. He's been holding me on the boat. Can I use your phone? And so he's like, yeah, and they call <laughs> the police. Uh, so the police show up. She's there. Sunwall's there. Uh, they search him, and he has crack cocaine on him, so they immediately arrest him for that while they go do the investigation for everything else. Uh, and they arrest him, and he's in jail. And what does he say? She was lying. Yep. It was consensual, he says. Nice. Yep. She came on, and she just wanted to do it. He's going to fight the charges. Good. I hope he's representing himself. Uh, he is a public defender. Uh. So... Not a super rich guy, despite having a big boat. That, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of run-down <laughs> yeah. boats. Yeah. Uh, so the cops are like, oh, you're going to fight it? Like, I mean, we've got this woman. She was still on your boat and had to, like, use the phone of some passenger you picked Seriously. up to call us. Uh, there's a ton of evidence here. No kidding. But sure, let's investigate. So he's held in the Monroe County Jail. Uh he eventually gets charged with uh, sexual assault and attempted murder. And how then... About, how about kidnapping and all the other stuff? Well, they, they are interested in adding more charges. Okay. So they seize his computers. He has a Hewlett Packard laptop and a desktop computer and a Hitachi hard drive. Uh, so they talk to the Department of Homeland Security and they're like, want to help us check out these computers? <laughs> and they're like, Sure do. And on it, they found a whole bunch of child pornography. Uh, so they added on 45 felony charges of child pornography nice. to everything else they had. He's going to be one busy defendant. Yeah. An illicit collection of images that included at least one depicting sexual battery on a child. Jeez. 
The images range from those of a naked minor girl photographed in a provocative post, child photographed having sexual activity with a man. So like oh. not, oh, I was looking at like barely legal porn and like it turned out she was 17. Like no, like no. real Good. hardcore stuff. Yeah, he had a special external hard drive for storing his child porn. So uh, he figures that this isn't actually going to go all that well for him, probably advised by his public defender, yeah. who's like, no one is going to believe you. Public defenders, uh, man, they do, the, they do a tough job. Yeah, so uh, the public defender convinces him, you know, maybe it's time to take a plea deal. And so he's like, okay, so instead of going before a jury, he goes in front of a, ju a judge he takes a plea for like 45 pleas <laughs> yeah uh he so he pleads on two different things so he is able to plead to sexual battery they apparently so the victim approved this plea deal they did ask her if she was okay with it and she said yes okay. um so he would have faced a mandatory life sentence for the charges that he originally was facing okay uh for attempted murder and the sexual assault uh with this one he has pled guilty to sexual battery which is a lesser charge than sexual assault i guess okay. do you know lawyer i don't so that comes with a 15-year sentence he has to serve all of that he can't get paroled he can't get early release you have to serve every day of your sentence for sexual battery okay and then he also gets a 15-year sentence for the child porn charges which will be subsequent so after he serves the 15 years for the sexual battery then he starts serving the 15 years on the child porn they're not served consecutively but it's not 15 for each account right just 15 total for all of the child porn right. uh he can earn gain time on that child porn sentence so they could take time off basically for good behavior mm. for the sexual battery charge they can't let you out early apparently, according to my readings yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and so that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get the gain time, but so he kind of has something like a 30-year sentence total that he's dealing with How old's the dude? Uh, that that's old. a good question. He might come out during his lifetime. He, yeah, he, he might get out before he dies, and that's, that's sort of what I saw in I'm the... I'm sure this is a, such a good idea. Yeah, you know, the alternative, though, is that, like, you have to go to trial, you're the victim, you're super traumatized, I right? I understand the victim's preference, in it, but it's like, man, he should not go back out. He's not going to be rehabilitated. The guy is, is, I think, look, I'm an amateur psychologist here. He's not going to get better. He's not going to be nice. Okay. He's not going to be freaking normal. The judge who accepted the plea asked him if he had anything to say to the court. And he said no, or he sure. said no. And the judge said, I can understand your silence. These crimes are atrocious. They speak for themselves. Obviously, you're a very sick man in the broadest sense of the word. So, uh, yeah, he gets sentenced for that. Yeah. So that seems like it would be the end of hearing about this dude. Yeah, and for at least 30 years. It was the end of my write-up. So he was sentenced there in... July 27th of 2018. Okay. But it turns out, like nine months before that, 
there's an added little piece of news. So I like researched this whole case. I kind of wrote this all up and I'm like, I should go see just if there's anything else. Cause sometimes there are like old articles about like old convictions that they have or, yeah. you know, whatever interesting stuff. There's one case that we're going to do coming up where this guy murdered his wife. I mean, there's going to be a lot of those. And, uh, he got out and he has a YouTube channel now where he talks about like peace and meditation and cycling. And I, I fell into like this YouTube rabbit hole, like watching oh. all this stuff. So when I've got time to pull that all together, we'll like, we'll get to hear the <laughs> dude talk. And it's like the weirdest thing. I'm like, is this the same guy? It's the same guy. Uh, mm. So, you know, after I found that, I was like, holy crap. Like there's like Must a gold mine. Yeah. So I go look this guy up in September of 2017. Right. So he's sentenced in, July of 2018, mm -hmm. nine months before that, September of 2017, uh, in Melbourne, Florida. Now, let's just add a little context. September of 2017 is also Hurricane Irma. Mm. Came through on September 11th, September 10th, 11th, 2017. So this is probably related to that because in Melbourne, Florida, which is kind of halfway up the Florida coast, is on the east coast of Florida, um, we had considered Atlantic side, yeah. Atlantic side. We stopped there once on a drive yeah. from DC here. It's like a six hour drive from there to the Keys. So like three hours to Miami, three more hours to here, to Key West. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's around Orlando, north of Orlando. It's kind of on parallel with Orlando, but on the coast, right? Orlando's in the middle. Oh yeah. 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 Space coast. Yeah. Kind of. Yep. Uh, a ghost ship washes ashore cool. in Melbourne. So like all these people are like going, they're like checking it out. It has a female mannequin torso like Holy on the like deck of it. Or I don't know if it's on the mast or the deck. I remember reading about this, like, cause I was really closely following the Hurricane Irma stuff, right, obviously, right. cause I was like obsessed with like, We oh, have reservations, you like, know. These are the keys. Like this is my, <laughs> we have reservations. My soul lives there. And, uh, and I remember like reading the news and I saw this thing about this ghost ship and there were all these pictures and it's like, oh, this creepy like female mannequin torso on this ship that's just like washed up on the beach. Oh, no. And so it's been there, you know, for whatever, probably washed up a little bit after Irma. And so they're like, all right, well, we're going to have to get, it's huge. It's 45 feet, 45 foot sailboat. Uh, sailboat? Sailboat. Wow. Yeah. And we saw a bunch of these boats. Like we came down here three months after Irma and you know we're out paddling and there are just boats everywhere just there's a big operation mangroves and and just and sunk so, and yeah, on beaches stranded, yeah yeah um there's a a big operation where uh, there are just these barges that would go out and they had these massive cranes and they're just pulling boats out of the water they pulled hundreds of boats that had kind of washed out and been sunk so this one uh washes up in Melbourne and they go investigate and it turns out it's this dude's boat. Not the same one that the assault was committed one on. One of his boats. One of his. Get, the, get the, out of here. The last, he was the last registered, the last person that the boat was registered to. So mm -hmm. maybe someone else was living on it. Maybe it had <sighs> just floated out to sea. Maybe he had one. But who loses track of a, a boat? 45 foot. Well, he was in jail. Oh, good. Right? He's in jail okay. at the time. So March of 2017 is when he committed the assault oh. and he goes to jail. Hurricane Irma comes through in September. So whatever boats he has, he's not doing anything with them. Well, I'm sure and he's so responsible too that he's like got people to take care of his 
stuff. Yeah, no, who knows? No. It could have just been anchored out there. Yeah, badly, uh, badly anchored. Yeah, right? Like, as, you know, he's a liveaboard. Maybe he had, like, one of his friends staying on it or something. Uh, but they were just like, yeah, they, I think they talked to Fish and Wildlife, who seem to do a lot of law enforcement down here oh, in the yeah. Keys. And uh, they're like, yeah, that's, that's the guy. He's in jail now. And so they're like, okay, well, we're just going to yank his boat off the shore. So <laughs> that's just like an interesting Where little Where does it twist. go? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what happened. I guess it depends if it's like still seaworthy because then I expect it would go to like a sheriff's auction or something. I don't know. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, it's like, I mean, who knows? It's probably laws of salvage. and uh, Yeah. This, it's boats, right? I mean, I don't know anything about if legal anything. If we're a car anything. parked on the side of the road, I guess you put it in an impound lot, but... Like if you abandon your car someplace, yeah. Yeah. But, but boats are big. Yeah. Yeah, 45-foot sailboat. It's uh, big. We're not going uh, in an impound lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are Murders Paradise on Twitter and Murders in Paradise on Instagram. I have a picture of it. That uh, I'm gonna put up. I always put up pictures. So I've got pictures of this big dude. Ghostly hulk of a ship. Yep. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, it's like all on its side, and like there's like people on the beach walking around <laughs> it because they'd like, oh, like, oh, we can go check out this crazy ghost ship. <laughs> yeah, I totally would be like that. I'm like, oh my god, I go oh, yeah, to check yeah, out yeah, the yeah, ghost ship. Uh, open the door. <laughs> look inside. Oh yeah, I'd be like looking around in there. Yeah, and then it'd be like stuff. a mannequin going. Ah! <laughs> I know. Yeah. Naked female mannequin torso in the oh, boat. This guy should never get out of jail. No, I'm sorry. total creeper. Well, he's in jail now, so uh, yeah, really terrible assault. Turns out he but, must have had a good public defender. He got a good deal. I think so. I mean, he could have and should have gone is. to jail for Maybe he'll life. spit on someone in jail and increase his sentence. Yeah, that was a story of conk, conk life uh, this week with some Monroe County jail inmate spit on somebody else because he was on the phone too long. He thought he was on. He thought the first guy was exceeding his phone time, and so they got an altercation. and He spit on him. <laughs> Not allowed. No. Yeah. Uh, well, I couldn't find any other updates on this dude in, in terms of his prison time. He's serving the 15 years now for the sexual battery. So. Yeah. None of that could go away. Terrible. So there you go. So that's an attempted murder in paradise, not yeah. an actual murder. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Jerk face of the of the week. Jerk, jerk face <laughs> of the week. I like it. This could be a feature. Yeah. Uh, you ready for a dog palate cleanser? That'd be fine. Yes, All please. right. So uh, this is from the Dodo, which is my go-to source. Mm. If I find good ones on like that pop up in front of me in social media, I use those. But the Dodo, I would first, half of those are from the Dodo anyway. They do a good job curating happy dog stories. So this one is about uh, this guy, Eduardo Rice. I think Rice, R-E-I-S. He's a cyclist. He's out for a ride with some of his friends in Brazil, where he lives, and he gets a flat tire, so everybody pulls over so he can change the tire. And all of a sudden, this little dog comes up to them, and the dog has clearly been abandoned and is so happy to see them the dog's like jumping around oh my god finally there's people here i've been alone for such a long time uh so yeah they were like well we could just leave this stray dog out here but they're like no man we have to save this dog so the guy picks up the little dog and carries him on his bike Jared has making that sound because I just showed him a picture. Uh, it looks sort of like a Italian greyhound. It's like a lanky dog. Yeah, and sort of small. I mean, a little bigger than an Italian greyhound, but still a pretty small dog. Yeah, I very guess smiley. that dog weighs thirty pounds. 
Yeah, and he's and this, so the dude's like holding the dog, and the dog's got his little front paws over the bike handles, and he's all like, Whoa, looking at the camera <laughs> while they're riding the bike. Uh, so they brought the guy home, or brought the dog home, and uh, yeah, the guy, the cyclist who found him, fostered him. Nice. Until, and they named him Warrior until they found him a home and they interviewed the guy and he said a rich family adopted him he's doing very well (laughs) (laughs) so uh, it's a good story of a poor dog like abandoned out in the countryside who gets found by a really nice guy and uh finds him a great home a rich family rich family you're like richie rich or something (laughs) with a big mansion (laughs) yeah little orphan annie yeah he's like a golden dog bowl now Mm. oh yeah (laughs) So uh, good job, good job, Warrior and Eduardo. You did a good thing. Yeah, good job saving a dog. Always a good thing. Always good. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to chime in? Nah. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, follow us on social media, and we'll be back next week with more murders in paradise. Until then, don't conk out. Bye. 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 <laughs>